Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dum Dums and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise. Dice today. Welcome back, initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helmfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. The Mystery Punchers have returned to Helmfirth and are on their way to see the King in Yellow. Richter befriended an occultist priest and received a new message from Reinheimer. Adrian was horrified to hear that Richter hadn't had Christmas with his sister in years. And Red kept the group on task while demanding a new outfit. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos. Red, what kind of clothing store would you enter? This is like the third or fourth time you've had to buy clothes in this game. Sure is. Um, where uh, where are you going to to get clothes? Um, I think I'm going to because my idea is to lay low ish. Mm-hmm. So as much as I'd want to go and get my old suit suspenders, kind of get up back, that doesn't seem very smart right now. So I think I would go into like female clothing store um and get whatever the female clothing of the day is as long as it's not a skirt or a dress yeah fair enough uh okay so um we'll say it's uh nicely nightly's night out emporium um and uh you walk in and you have to suppress like a minor shudder uh as of course you see how many things are skirts and dresses uh but the good news is it is the 30s and following the roaring 20s there's a lot more options uh available 
So, um, yeah, uh, Claire, what, uh, what kind of getup would you ideally grab? Ooh, um, that's, I'm going to just quickly, <laughs> female okay. fashion. As you're, uh, yeah, as you're I, doing that, um, uh, Richter and Adrian, is there anything you would like to buy uh, while we're shopping before the play? I feel like I feel like Richter uh, would probably be down to buy a new like long coat um, because the one he's worn on these adventures has probably seen some serious wear and tear at this point. Um, so he could probably stand to to get a fresh one. <clears throat> yeah, and reasonably, I mean, Addy would need a new tuxedo because his has been shot and stabbed. Yeah, and, right. Etc. And he can only patch so many weird patches onto <laughs> it before it doesn't feel birthday party ready. Right. <clears throat> okay. A random so, question worth throwing out there for Red. Uh, if Red is trying to look incognito and Addy is like nearly seven feet tall is looking at buying himself another tuxedo, would there be an intervention there to maybe try to get Addy to not look like Addy? There would a thousand percent be an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to, I mean, like, I can't make you not seven feet tall, but I can <laughs> maybe convince you to wear a goddamn pair of jeans <laughs> or something. Wait. What if there's a birthday, though? Well, Adrian, sometimes people wear jeans. We're going to get you a nice pair of birthday jeans. What are jeans? Well, they're uh, they're a fabric uh, that is definitely coming into style right now, and I know that for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, see, the thing is, Adrian, is that we are but two people. And there's a whole police force in town that if they recognize us is, are going to cause us as much trouble as they can. So I basically need you to not look like you for the next little while. And I think Addie will look over at a mannequin with a frilly dress on and he'll just go, that? No, no, honey. As much as I support you wearing a dress whenever you want to wear a dress, that perhaps might make you stick out in a way that we don't want right now. Um, okay. Adrian, uh, when you see what she is gesturing to, uh, you recognize jeans. Uh, they're daddy pants. So the pants oh, yeah. the, the dad makes, daddy pants. Yeah, those are, I, those, those come from uh, my dad's factory. Right. So you're going to have to wear a pair of your dad's pants. Okay. Uh, and then he just starts taking off his clothes in the middle of the store to put on the jeans. Um, a very uh, concerned um, salesperson comes rushing over. Um, he does that thing where he like, that I've only ever really seen in movies, where he like licks his thumbs and then uses them to like straighten his eyebrows a little bit. And he's got a bit of a Gil from the Simpsons vibe going on where he's like straightening his suit up as he, he marches over. Um, <laughs> this guy sees someone getting naked. He's like, oh boy, a sale. <laughs> uh, yep, he walks over and he's like, well, howdy there, fella. Seems to me like you're a man in search of some new clothes. Now I'm going to stop you right there because it would seem like you're getting a little too naked right now in the store. But uh, I'd be happy to show you to a dressing room where you can get as naked as you want as long as you also buy some clothes later. I'm not going to ask if you're wearing underwear under there, fella, because that's not any business of mine. But I would love to sell you some clothes. My name's Nick Peralta, and welcome to Nicely Nightly's Night Out Emporium. Okay. Now tell me, Addie's, sir. Addy's, like, shirtless, and his pants are, like, around his knee. And he's like, where do I go? 
well, uh, why don't you pull those pants up there, fella, and I'll take you right back there. Now, I see you're looking at a pair of jeans. These are going to wear real well. Uh, as you can see, they're made of a nice, firm fabric uh, that won't tear too much. They're really coming into style now, we all assume. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, they're made by uh, the, the diesel company, which uh, will one day be a known name in fashion, as well as fast race car driving. But for now, they're just a local factory, so you know you're getting top quality. Yeah, it's my factory from my dad. Okay, well, uh, whatever you say, fella, customer's always right. Uh, now, uh, why don't you, you pull up those trousers there, and I'll show you the dressing room. Okay, uh, and he'll just do that, and then go into the dressing room. Um, what uh, what shirt do you grab on the way to the dressing room, or Red, do you have to give him a shirt? Yeah, I was going to say, Addy does not grab a shirt. Addy's okay. just going to go put on jeans like he was told. Red, what do you, what do you give him? I think kind of like a vaguely... Mm, like just kind of like a workaday clothing, maybe like a light sweater. Okay. Uh, yeah, like cool. earth tones. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so, um, Addy, uh, similar to uh, a Grand Theft Auto game, uh, you like walk into the dressing room, and then the camera pulls out. We get a long list of all the different things you can wear. As your avatar like really looks down at himself, and then like stares directly at you, the player, being like, "What the fuck, man?" Um, what uh, given what Claire has told you, Ryan? What do you think Addy ends up wearing? I think Addy just steps out of it and he's dressed like Mr. Rogers. Like, just mm-hmm. like, you know, that same outfit Mr. Rogers always wore in his house. It's that. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, it's like Frankenstein dressed as Mr. Rogers. That's what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Oh, won't you be my neighbor? Yeah. Um, I'm feeding the fish now. <laughs> great. Um, and uh, Claire, what do you find for Red? So I think she's going to be wearing, um, like female high-waisted pants that Mm -hmm. like flare out at the bottom and just like a simple striped t-shirt cool uh you keeping the hat no i'm i mean i am gonna keep the hat but i'm I'm swapping the hat out for like a wide brimmed oh fancy i'll wear i'll wear red's hat sure will he okay great yeah cool um and uh tyler um I assume Richter just gets the coat with the most pockets. Uh, it's like you click refresh on a Richter webpage, and is <laughs> that's all. Yeah, it's he. It becomes very clear to these two that since Richter has lived here for a while, he just buys the same coat every like five years or something like that. I like that. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah, uh, he just looks up and he says, "Ah, yes, Mr. Richter. We were told to expect you. Uh, here you go. <laughs> One of the Thank usual. You. Yes, good." Um, it's uh, so, it's it's fashion wise, it's out of date by several years. But they clearly just have a box that they only sell to Richter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might as well make money off them. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if we're not us going to this show, then who are we now? Well, uh, Adrian, who do you want to be? If you could have any other name, who would you be? Dangerous question. I know. Bobby Flay. <laughs> that sounds like a great name that I've never heard of before. Yes, Adrian, Robert so. Flay was born. <laughs> okay. Then your name is Bobby Flay. Yay! Red, what's your uh, what's your code name? Gonna... I'm gonna write these names down. Blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, Bobby Flay. Um, hmm. Uh, my uh, my name is Penelope. Penelope, uh, I was going to say Cruz, but that doesn't work for me. <laughs> um, Penelope Jenkins. 
All right, so we got Bobby Flay and we got P.P. Jenkins. Now, who are you, Grandpa? Uh, do I do I need uh, a, a a secret name? I highly doubt that they're going to be coming after you as a significant threat. No offense, Richter. None, none taken. So you do what you feel is appropriate. I'm just making sure that we're taken care of. Frankly, if they get up in our faces close enough to ask for our alibis, I don't have much hope in not being discovered. But Oh, we do what we can right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think I, uh, I think I am fine with being Richter. Still, yeah. Well then, uh, let's pay the man and go to the theater. Oh, uh, you're going to the theater, eh? Uh, gonna go see that uh, fancy new play uh, that's that's happening, The King in Yellow, huh? That's correct. Yes, we have. Uh, oh. Have you already seen it? Uh, is it, is, no, is it as uh, good as it sounds? Opening tonight. Uh, unfortunately, I'm working. Uh, the one problem with running a night, night out emporium is uh, people going on their night out want to come here shop occasionally, particularly after they've had a little sip of the bubble water, uh, the giggle water, if you get my drift. Uh, so as a result, uh, no, I'm going to be working here late. But uh, they dropped off a bunch of these flyers. Um, and um, Richter, your eyes are like immediately drawn to it. And I would say um, Red and Adrian, yours are as well. Um, Addy, I'm going to give you an auto pass on this um, because as we've established, I think the way you interact with spooky stuff is different than the way these two do. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, Claire and Tyler, if you could roll insanity checks for Red and uh, Richter, please. Um, I'll spend... Some luck to get to meet my sanity for a success. Okay. Uh, yeah, so will I. I'll spend okay. six. Makes sense. Um, ah, damn. Uh, so you're each going to take uh, four points of sanity loss. Um, and you can add two to your mythos. <clears throat> um, the, uh, there's a, a symbol, uh, a mark uh, in yellow on the, uh, the the playbills that again are are um, they seem um, kind of crudely produced, um, very cheaply produced, um, not not certainly expensive. In modern parlance, they'd be like uh, like a punk show like handbill um, that's been just kind of made in a basement somewhere. Um, the symbol is. Um, it's kind of hard to describe visually. Uh, if you've played any of the Cthulhu games, uh, you will have seen it before, but it's almost like a question mark, um, sort of a hooked question mark to a circular point with uh, a secondary loop off one side and a larger loop off the other. Um, regardless, uh, it doesn't mean anything in and of itself, but as you see it, uh, you have uh, almost a feeling of, of falling, um, uh, that, that horrible sensation when you trip. And you're just your whole body's in free fall, um, but because you passed your checks, you're able to ground yourselves again. Um, but uh, there's uh, almost a hollow ringing in your ears uh, from from staring at it. Um, but uh, yes, it um, uh, it says above it, uh, "The King in Yellow." Uh, there's a sensational play that's touring the nation, um, and um, underneath, um, in kind of jagged script, it just says. Uh, you will not want to miss this one night only event. 
That was going to be my next question. <laughs> so can only. we buy tickets from you? Uh, sadly, no, champ. I'd happily sell you them, but unfortunately, I don't have any. Uh, the uh, It's the damnedest thing. The play's free. Of course it is. Oh, good. Seems oh, like someone doesn't understand capitalism. The one system that will keep us safe forever that I'm sure will lead to no problems down the road. Thank you for the clothes, sir. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what Do can I say? If... I'm a forward-thinking man. Do you mind if we keep one of these flyers? Oh, be my guest. They'll just be cluttering up the store yesterday, uh, yesterday <clears throat> tomorrow. Ha! I don't understand dates. So I make so many future references. All right, well, I'll see you all around. Okay. Thanks for shopping. Nicely Nightly's Night Out Emporium. Nick Peralta is a, is a man out of time, it would seem. Truly. One day I'm going to have a son who will become an airline pilot, and one day he'll have a cop child. It's going to be great. You heard it here first. It's all part of the canon now. <laughs> um, so yeah. so uh, with that, um, you uh, exit the shop um, with your uh, fancy new clothes, and um, you begin to make your way towards the play. Is there anything else you want to do in town before you attend the play? Uh, this can be things like trying to gather information, um, get a sense of it. Um, it's uh, if you, in terms of time, it's now like kind of late afternoon, early evening. Um, so the play will be starting in, in about an hour. So you do have a little bit of time. Uh, you should probably consider food uh, at some point. Mm. Um, but uh, you could also eat at at the uh, the performance. I think Addy would just be following kind of wherever the group's going, mm-hmm. but he'd be keeping an eye out for Wackadoo Willie. You know, if he sees him, bonus. Not a priority right now. Gotcha. Um, if I remember my relationship with the King and Yellow uh, play correctly, um, I have no reason to be suspicious. I've I've been sort of enraptured by it or enthralled that by is it. Correct. So so yeah. I, I don't think there's much to prepare for other than to prepare to go see a show. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Sorry, I guess I meant more so in terms of um, <clears throat> thinking of this in terms of is there anything you want to learn about the state of Helmfirth before you go see the play? Not necessarily about the play itself, but that's a good point. If you're just going to see the play, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's pretty girl, cool. That's something the- that like... Theater folks, been... we know how it goes. You go get a bite to eat um, so that you don't have to pay expensive... <laughs> Murphy's prices for food. Mm. Um, and then, uh, you know, if you're, presumably if you're Claire or I, you end up spending a million dollars on a glass of wine that's very disappointing, but damn it. It's, it's wine. Yes, exactly. It's yep. wine in a building. Yep. <laughs> Something we can no longer enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, all right. So, uh, Red, is there anything you'd want to be keeping an eye out for, ascertaining before you go in? Uh, I mean, I would like to scope out the sec- if there is any security slash... Um, any goons about that we Our should goons. be aware of? Cool. Uh, can you go ahead and roll me a spot hidden, please? Yes. That's a success. Cool. Um, the uh, the theater seems uh, remarkably security free after um, kind of the inauguration. Uh, well, not the inauguration, but like the the speech that got attacked and everything else. You're kind of used to seeing a police presence and everything else. It would seem that. Um, well, there certainly are, you know, patrolmen walking the streets. Um, there doesn't, this doesn't seem to be, I guess that the main difference is this isn't a town event. This is an event that is occurring in town. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a bit of a relief. Um, conspiracies suck for Red. Um, and unfortunately with the mob, you're used to that kind of like eight layers deep, like 
oh shit okay well i can't go to this bar because this bar is on capone's payroll he doesn't run it but he has a stake in it, blah 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 um this does seem separate um great and uh i think to you also somewhat slapshod uh like there's there there are posters out you're used to i think particularly uh, having lived in boston you're used to like proper vaudeville shows coming through um and uh this it it seems um a little underbaked if that makes any sense like the mm-hmm. the posters match the the sort of tone of the handbills they're kind of cheap um that said um there are um uh to your surprise a lot of um like caricature artists and um kind of like painters and things just like sitting outside the theater just like working away on stuff and they all seem to be painting um uh sort of a, a cloaked figure or the the symbol from the playbill well then i would like to have a brief chat with uh the boys before we go in to see this play mm-hmm. i hope they're selling spaghetti i'm hungry Hey friends, it's Ryan, but like regular Ryan, as himself, talking about Dumb Dumbs and Dice. Yeah, so I'm one of the people behind this show. Obviously, you're listening to the show. You're loving this show. Somebody's doing great. Probably probably not me, but like Tom, he does really good work. Tyler does really good work. Uh, third person also does really good work. I don't know what show this is on. But the important thing is that you can support the show and join the show at patreon.com slash dice. That's right, that address that I totally just said. Go there, join Dum Dums and Dice, support the show. It's going to be great. That rare Italian dish, spaghetti. I yeah. honestly don't know what the fuck they ate in the 30s other than like no champagne. It, it, took me a few, <laughs> it took me a few drafts to get to spaghetti is likely. So I'm hoping, I was like, what's? Something that they would have, but probably wouldn't have at the theater. But Addie would like, or like it's some kind of spaghetti. gross, like meat spread. It's like, ah, yes, liver mixed with hooves, my favorite. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel like Addie would be the guy who'd go up to a pretzel cart and order spaghetti. So, like, that's where he's at. Admittedly, I am that person now. I just <laughs> want it all the time. I just love the spaghetti. You know, it's real good. Uh, Adrian Richter, if I may have a word. Okay. All right, if it's quick, Red, we're, we're going to miss the show if we don't. Oh, we gotta go faster, get I our promise. Seats. No, listen to me. There is a. You know how I feel about conspiracy theories. However, there is a solid chance that whoever is trying to take over this town, this Croatoan combined with the mayor nonsense, that this play has something very strongly to do with it. There's a reason it's one night only, and as our friend the priest said, they're trying to take over the minds of all those who dwell in Helmfirth. So I do not want a repeat of whatever happened with those brain worm things where I am the only one who can see sense. So I would ask you to just keep your eyes and ears open because I have a feeling that whatever we're going to see tonight is going to try to affect our minds. And okay. I don't like it, but... Well, that is a mark of a good play, really, to have it affect your mind. Richter. Your see, here's, the, here's the thing that I think, Red, which is I don't want this to be like back in New York or the last time we did a thing where you say, oh, no, it's spooky, and then pull out a gun and run in and get shot a bunch. What if this is just a play? And no one has to get shot. 
I promise, Adrian, that I will do my best to not shoot anyone in the play. I oh, have managed to what go about by I just don't want you to get shot. If it has to be them or you, let it be them. Well, I appreciate that, honey, but I'm just saying there is no doubt in my mind that this is all connected. And whether you can see it or not, well, frankly, Richter, I am a little bit disappointed. Well, but... Red, I, I, I understand your concern, and I, I believe you cannot be too careful. Um... Is there another way you would like to go about seeing the play? I, for one, would like to take a seat and enjoy the show. Uh, would you like to wait outside? Or no, we can go in and watch the damn play. I'm just saying it is going to try to mess with our minds, and I suggest we just be prepared. That's all I wanted to say. I see. And they finish their discussion, and as they look left, they see Addie has drifted over and has started drawing a cloaked figure on one of the empty empty canvases, just blending in with the crowd. This is what Bobby Flay would do, uh, he says to himself as he draws. Uh, Also looked it up. uh, Yeah, Heinz Spaghetti in a can launched in 1935, at least it may have been around earlier. So yes, you 100% can want that spaghetti. Amazing. (laughs) Um. Okay, cool. So, um, Richter, uh, given Red's warning, do you think you would... How deeply would you interrogate that? Because I also feel like Richter is such a a kind of lead with, like, throw yourself into it kind of person when it comes to uh, mythos-related stuff and occult stuff, that I feel like that warning would be like, oh, yeah, cool, let's go see what it is. Yes. Rather than, like... I'm really going to think about whether I should mentally prepare. So it, would it be safe to say that you would still approach this play the same way you were thinking of, or, or does Well, it would just be like, like it, her argument would be like, that's a, like a fair point. Feel free to approach it how you want to, but I want to get, get into this kind of thing the way I, the way he always does. Cool. Um, okay. So um, with that, um, the uh, like a, an, a, an usher who appears uh, somewhat harried because uh, there was a big crowd uh, at this theater uh, comes out and just says, oh, um, all right, uh, everyone was here for, um, uh, and he like checks the note and he's like, the king in yellow, oh, yellow, yellow, the king in yellow, um, the play uh, will be starting soon. So uh, we're opening the theater now. Uh, please have uh, your, your tickets ready. If you do not have tickets, um, we're kind of on a wait list now because a lot of you showed up. Uh, so uh, just make an orderly line and uh, we'll seat you as best we can. Uh, okay. Uh, thank you. Um, enjoy the play, I guess. Oh, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to get in line now. I, I, I don't want to be on the waiting list. And I, I hustle over. Yeah, I think uh, Addie will go with Grandpa. Uh, people already have tickets, so you are on the wait list now. Mm. Uh, old Man Richter, how are you going to try and get a ticket to the play? Um, he's going to go to the box office and, and, and try to buy one. Okay. <clears throat> so you uh, you approach the uh, box office, and uh, there is a uh, the... Um, uh, somewhat nervous usher is uh, is sitting in, in the the box office. Uh, and you see, he's got a, a name tag uh, that identifies him as Tom McGee, uh, and he just says, oh, "Hello, sir. Welcome to uh, the um, 
uh, I've got to pull a name here. One sec. Um, <laughs> the uh, Goldie Monroe Theater. Uh, how may I assist you today? Would you uh, like to purchase tickets for a future production? Uh, perhaps sir, the one where all those normal people stand uh, on stage and it will uh, blow your mind. Uh, young man, young man. Uh, uh, three tickets, please, uh, for uh, The King in Yellow, tonight's show. Yeah. Oh, I am very sorry, sir. The King in Yellow is sold out. Uh, well, sold is a is a strong term. It is freed out. Um, perhaps uh, if you wait in line, though, if we have any no-shows, we'll be letting people in in the order in which they are in the line. Uh, yeah, that, that line over there? Uh, yes, the, the one that is currently uh, stretching around the corner of the building. If you get in the back of that, maybe if no one shows up, you'll get in. Yeah. Um, Tom, um, how badly does this play have its claws in me? Like, will I... Will I try and, like, steal tickets or, like, be violent to get in? I mean, Richter, you want like, to see the show more than, than anything. Okay, uh, and so that's what I need to know is I, how badly do I... I, I would also show? say that given Richter's, again, predilection for, like, leaning into this sort of stuff, that I can't... If it was red, I feel like she would be trying to resist the, like, claws in urge. And it would actually lead to, like, this conversation we're having, but internally for her being like, wait, why do I want to see this? But for Richter, it's, it's you know, it's that old Aikido thing of, like, pushing someone who is already moving in that direction. Like, this is a... A, a gentle nudge, you know? I, I know. You're uh, basically what I'm trying to say is that you're telling me to jump and I'm just asking how high. Like, that is... I'm, I'm on board. I, I want to get in and see this thing. But how how badly have I been affected by whatever... Very badly. The mural okay. thing really fucked yeah. you up. Now, that okay. said, it hasn't robbed you of your faculties. Okay. Uh, so if this were a zombie story, you're not like, er, brains zombie. You're still consciously Tyler zombie who's like, oh, I hate that I'm doing this. Oh, mom, mom. So you still have complete control of your faculties. It's not like you're going to go feral and just like... No, I... Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I... I, oh, I was going to say, I, I think Addy would have followed... Mm-hmm. And okay. seeing Grandpa is still very emotional, uh, he would just say, no, 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 we'll take three tickets, please. Uh, and he'll just put $5 for each ticket on the counter and push it forwards. I looked this up. That's the equivalent of $300. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. So, uh, well, 1930s Tom McGee looks at that and his eyes go wide as saucers. Uh, and he's like, oh, boy, that's a lot of money. Um, listen, sir, I, I would love to help you, but... Um, the uh, uh, the director, uh, performer, writer, man was very, very firm uh, with us that um, uh, we, we could not sell any tickets. And we, we've already given away an entire theater's worth of tickets. Um, but maybe if, if uh, uh, oh, geez, this is a lot of money. Um, maybe if you, you could buy your ticket from someone, uh, we could call it scalping it's a thing that would only exist here in person and i'm sure would never lead to anything negative online in the future uh online of course referring to just the line of people okay no money for you he'll say taking the money back and putting it in his pocket and not unlike current era tom mcgee he's yet again left with no money (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh okay uh, good luck i hope you enjoyed the show sir in 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 following this line of people on the waiting list uh, around the corner, um, how long is it? Is, is like is is it 
it sounds like it's quite substantial and it's just getting longer by by the it, second it is yeah this is um uh, the on honestly this is such a dumb reference uh but uh, having done a lot of fringe festivals this is literally a fringe festival problem where like the theater doesn't yeah. really have that many seats to begin with because it's a small town so it's a smallish theater um and a bunch of people just showed up being like well surely i'll get in and then all the people who actually thought ahead and got tickets <laughs> are like queuing up to get in and are being let in now and it's a massive tide of people um, but there is still so basically there's two lines there's the line of the wait list which is around the corner and growing <clears throat> and then there's a line of people who have tickets that are slowly shuffling in um Toronto's actually really good for this because like TIFF does this too, like the yeah. film festival. It's just like one of those weird people who got lucky and or had connections and or planned ahead versus idiots like me who are just like, ah, shit. <laughs> I just really need to see this thing I could have seen if I thought about it two weeks ago. I'll um I'll go to Red and I'll take out the um the flyer. Um and I'll say, um, Red, I I think you may be onto something here. Um this Free play, one night only. Um, it has caused quite a, a, a stir. And uh, I, I know I wanted to see it uh, beforehand because of uh, a mural that I saw someone painting on, on the day of the the attack uh, on the parade. Um, and I have felt uh, compelled to, to see it. I must see it. Uh, and I think that now that is something uh, uh, perhaps supernatural to that imp- compulsion. Um, but your hunch or, or, or supposition that this play will be used to indoctrinate or, or, or gain control of the population, uh, it does not make sense for it to be excluding this many people. Yeah, you look, look there, that's the line for people who do not have a ticket to the show. Um, there's something going on, but I, I do not know what it is, and I am quite keen to find out. Now, recalling our museum heist antics, I think I might try to go in the back way like we did then, or I have my lockpick uh, and uh, I, I, I very much want to get in myself. I understand if you and Addy do not want to, perhaps there is something you can do out here and not not uh, incriminate yourselves further by trying to break in with me. I understand <laughs> if, if you don't want to see the play, but I must. I, I'm, I have, I'm telling you now that uh, I must. I must know what is going on. Richter, incriminating myself is essentially my entire life purpose. And I'm certainly not going to let you go behind the scenes of some kind of strange, fucked up cult alone. So... Ah, very good then. You as a lookout. Come with me. And I just immediately, like, am, like speed walking, like old man, like speed walking around the corner uh, to, to get to whatever kind of back door entrance there may be that I can try and break into um, i'm gonna kind of desperately like, <laughs> signal to adrian adrian naked okay use your money uh <laughs> he'll take the tickets that he just bought that no one knows he's got i was about to do that yep. and follow because <laughs> no one asked him but he has three tickets to the show now i was literally about to play that scene <laughs> damn it great um so you you go around the back um the uh, the theater obviously is is very fancy out front, but if you've ever been out behind a theater, is just like covered in cigarette butts and just a gross <laughs> uh, gross alleyway. Um, 
And uh, yeah, you you approach the uh, the stage door. Um, Richter, go ahead and roll a lockpick check, please. What does this plaque say? Oh, Thomas Wayne died here. <laughs> Weird. Crim Alley. <laughs> that is a hard success. Um, all right, so um, you you go to work on the lock. Um, Red, can you roll me please a? I don't want to keep leaning on spot hidden, but we kind of have to, I think, because uh, there isn't like an awareness piece. So yeah, let's let's do spot hidden, I suppose. Okie dokie. That's a regular success. Okay. Um, you keep an eye out, but it seems like um, happily the, the lineup in the crowd are enough to kind of um, lock off the alleyway and, and distract. Um, so, uh, Richter, um, you, uh, you pick the lock um, and uh, the, the door swings open. Uh, and the three of you sneak into the backstage area of uh, the Goldie Monroe Theater. Um, Backstage, you find um, a uh, a single table with kind of like some some props set up. Um, it it looks pretty scant, though. Uh, it's um it's clearly kind of a minimalist production, which is a bit strange for for this time. Um, and uh, you um, hear some uh, some muttering um, uh, nearby. It seems like a couple people are going over. Someone is muttering their lines. Um, and as you kind of peek around the corner, um, you can see just in the wings, um, there is uh, an actor in uh, a long cloak uh, with a mask on um, in, in yellow and a um, uh, a like a classic 1930s ingenue. Um, like uh, think just Christine from Phantom of the Opera, like just the classic cookie cutter um, ingenue. And she's going over her lines um, kind of uh, saying them to herself more so than to um, her partner. Um, and uh, then, um, uh, you know, the, the the two are kind of like uh, talking through a couple bits, being like, okay, this really didn't work last time, blah, blah, blah. So you got to take your mask off. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. And then I say, oh, I can't. Like, oh, that's spooky. Um, at which point uh, the director um, uh, storms in um and uh he's a bit of a charlie manson looking motherfucker so like scraggly hair big beard um a very kind of like heavy uh unkempt uh eyebrows um and uh wearing a um a what would be a conductor's outfit um in a in a symphony um but it's filthy uh it it looks like the tuxedo that addy got rid of uh it's just clearly like someone who bought fancy clothes and has just been wearing the same outfit over and over and over again without much much care for its its uh cleaning um and uh uh they say oh um uh, mr sylvain um these changes to the script he says no there's no there's no time there's no time we're, we're going live we're going live in a few minutes uh, i need you all to be ready okay remember this is the <coughs> performance of a lifetime and i really need you to bring it all home you know just Bring it home. This town means a lot to me, and uh, we really, we really got to nail this one. All right, and uh, they they both kind of uh, nod, and uh, he says, "All right, now go out there and knock them dead." And as uh, they move to the their starting positions, um, the light uh, lights the the um, like the the lamps from the stage hit like blast it with light as the the play begins. 
Um, and with the light reflecting off of them and into the wings, uh, you finally get a proper look at this guy and you recognize Reverend Michael Thomas. This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan the Plant at the Ryan the Plant on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are Dark Alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. And all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are Dum Dum Dice. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. I'm Carlotta Botox, actress, thinktress, and influenceress, and I'm spilling all the tea on Hollywood. Name? Carlotta Botox. B-O-T-O-X. Spell the first name. It's actually Botox. B-E-A-U-T-O-X. Of course it is. First name? Botox is actually my last name. My first name... Okay there, who's on first? I know it's your last name. Now I want you to spell your first name. Oh, Carlotta. It's C-A-R, as in the automobile. L-O-T-T-A, like a lot of talent. Uh, wow. Just, wow. There's also an umlaut. The f- umlaut? It's two dots and it goes over the... Okay, Carlotta, two dots. Just take a seat over there, we'll call you when we're ready. Meanwhile, we'll bird our loins. Check out the Carlotta Botox Chronicles, available now on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher.